Most studio owners decide to open their fitness and wellness businesses because they want to help people and add more meaning to their lives. Their heart is in the right place, they're great people, but scaling a profitable business that feels incredible to own and run is trickier than ever before. So where they get stuck is no one's ever shown them how to run a wildly successful business without the overwhelm and the chaos. Plus, they're doing it all alone. Until now. Welcome to the Geronimo Unfiltered Podcast for ambitious boutique studio owners who are allergic to average and know they're capable of more. They're just missing the how. I'm Dozer, your host, CEO and founder of the Geronimo Academy, and together with my crew and my community of owners and managers who are the doers and the implementers, we are on a mission to pioneer a better way to own and operate a health and fitness business while building a life you love, not hate. So if you're ready to push the boundaries, level up your money, meaning and impact, and stop doing it alone, then you're in the right place. This is going to be raw and unfiltered, zero bullshit. So take a deep breath, strap yourself in, and let's get fucking started. Welcome back to another episode of the Geronimo Unfiltered Podcast. I'm Dozer, your host. And I'm so excited to be here, guys. Yes. We've got a good one today. Yes. It's been a big month. Massive month. So before we get into the episode, just wanted to bring you in on what's been happening in our world at the moment. We've been working with the clients and all of the studios on just preparing for a big seasonal retention and marketing blitz mm. as we head into Christmas, New Year, all the good things. At the time that we're recording this, it's in December and we've just finished a big three-day summit. The multi-day event, we get them to bring their managers. It goes through three different altitudes of planning for these guys. Like what we do know that a lot of these studio owners are doing such a great job in the studio that they get so busy that they struggle to work on the business, let alone think about where the world is going, where the industry is going, where the trends are going mm. and what to get on their radar before they put pen to paper on what is their big plan for next year, which I'll talk about a little bit in this podcast as well. Business aside, how's the Bronco going? I'm sure the people want an update. The Bronco is still in the freaking mechanics. They keep finding things wrong with it. And I keep pushing these guys. Like I'm almost like trying to do my transformational leadership <laughs> with these two mechanics. Shout out to the mechanics out there. But can you hurry up a little bit? <laughs> so I keep saying to these guys, I want the Bronco home by Christmas. I want the Bronco home by Christmas. And they're like, right here, mate. I oh, know, mate. I oh, know, mate. I oh, know, mate. And it's like, come on, like get the skates on a little bit. I would love, I would love for these guys to be a bit better on Instagram and a bit better with some technology, but Actually, that's a good segue into what we're going to talk about. Plan that. Well, set it up perfectly. Bronco's good. Nala, my middle child, just graduated kindy yesterday, which is very cute. Shout out to all the parents out there at the school who made it through another year. What else? What else on your side? Oh, on my side, I am just loving the warm weather. I know it's really bloody hot out the side today, but love this time of year. Sorry to any North Americans, but it's really nice over here in Oz and the water's beautiful and I've been loving that. Great. Okay, let's get into it. Cool. So today, guys, we want to go through industry trends and some academy stats that we showed our studio partners at the summit last week. It's all about future-proofing your business in 2024 and giving you that insight that probably most of you maybe just don't have the time to look for or don't think about where you might fit within those numbers. All right. Grab your pen, grab your paper. Across the top, I want you to write five ways to future-proof my business in 2024 and take these trends. The first thing that we want to um, talk about is the fact that with the economy the way that it is and where it's heading, we typically see the North American, like the United States, uh, in terms of an economy-wise, they're generally about six months ahead of where Australia's at and New Zealand's about six months behind us in, just in terms of the economic waves. In this economy and the economy in the next kind of six months, no matter whereabouts you are in the world, 
it will favour the ones that actually do their numbers. They know what that means and they know how to get the most out of their profit. So profit becomes the North Star metric. That's the thing that I want to drive home with you guys. That's the biggest trend, right? So it's less about revenue as a vanity metric, but it's more about profit as your take home. I'm just going to run through some of the stats here. 67% of owners are profitable, right? 60% of studio owners are profitable, but the profit margins are still razor thin. So if you're sub 10%, I want you to know this. 10% is the new break-even. So 10% net profit is the new break-even. So that's what I want you to kind of angle towards. Have you been doing your weekly numbers? Are you looking at your dashboards, your scorecards, you know, your key profit drivers in the business, like the types of metrics to track? Cost per lead, how much you're spending on ads, your return on ad spend, your sales conversion rates, how many interest sales you've been making, what your rollover percentage is, how many rollovers that you're getting, how many memberships you're selling every single week, what's your churn, your weekly churn, your month-to-date churn, and then resulting in your net growth or loss. Are you tracking that accurately every single week without fail? Do you actually know your profit levels? In our academy, when we kind of traffic light your profit levels, if you don't know, if you much as a don't know, that's a red. That's an automatic red. The economy that we're moving into and that we're in right now with interest rates and the cost of everything going up. Fuck, I went and got like a burrito bowl the other day. Like I said yes to two things and it was like $30. I was like, what happened? <laughs> and it wasn't even good, right? It was no good. <laughs> it was bad enough that you told me about it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, fuck. Yeah. But to going off of last, like when we were in August and we told our beloved listeners about the rise of the intentional shopper right? People are still spending on what they believe in and what they care for. But you as a business owner, you need to become financially literate if you're to survive and thrive in this next era of the economy, right? Otherwise, you're going to tell us some bullshit about no one out there wants a gym because that's wrong. And we've already debunked that. So, do you know your profit levels? And if you're an I don't know, that's a red. If you do know what they are, do you know what your key profit drivers are? Do you know what little dials to change in your business to increase your profit or to like manage your costs, not your investments, but your cost. If you're at 10%, which is the new break even, do you know what you need to do to get to 20%? Do you know what new revenue streams and new profit streams that you've already got planned for 2024? When's the last time you've actually evaluated your pricing strategy? We speak to a lot of owners, right? They've got a lot of people that are actually not paying. Mm. And some of it's a cultural thing. We won't get into that, but like I just think, and we love you guys, you've got such big hearts. And I think I would like you to lean into that and think about like, do you not think you're fucking worth it, right? Do you not think what you've got there is worth charging the actual market rate, if not higher, for what you do for people? Do you have a plan to do all of this in the right order? So that's the first nugget. Quite happy for you to press pause on this and actually just go through those questions. What do you think, Soph? 100%. Yeah. Like it's not what's taught, it's what's caught. So definitely if you didn't even listen to the rest of this and you could just really hone in on that, it'd be worth the five or 10 minutes you've been listening. Mm. Huge return. The big recap there is that trend one is that profit becomes your North Star metric and the financially literate will be the ones that survive and thrive because they're the ones that are going to be picking up those members from the financially kind of head in the sand that will probably go under next year. Yeah, I think just to underline this with a bit of a story, but we speak to owners a lot and we speak to owners who are hitting records because they've put themselves ahead of the curve and been that thing that people value because they are buying intentionally and they're really getting what they need from that studio. So hitting absolute records versus studios who have all of the tools, but they would rather 
avoid an honest conversation than save money that is actually being wasted at the moment on a certain staff member. And so instead of cutting that person, they might cut their growth academy or they might turn off their ads in favor of actually doing the real thing because they don't understand the impact that that's actually going to have financially and just in terms of their numbers. Yeah. So where a poor studio would particularly at this time of year, slow down. The rich studio, smart business owners, they have a strategy to hold on to as much revenue as possible. That's what I love about our guys. In the academy, we've got a defenders club for the elite studio owner who is defending their revenue at this time of year and with a target of 80% retention of that revenue. Mm, Over two months. Over two months. A poor studio mindset might stop spending, poor paid marketing, whereas a smart business owner knows that this is the time to play the long game, to keep the momentum and the fire burning with a full strategy to kind of like take market share off the weak competitors. I love this time of year. We have the studios. Like, I, I just love this time of year because I see it right now. It's like turning into one long fucking lunch. Exactly. Yeah. But like the yeah. ones that we work with, like we've had ad clinics all week. We've had workshops all week. Studio owners in there like crafting their ads, crafting the copy and, and the offers and deciding on which level of like offer they're going to do. And they're getting into their CRM and we're launching shit. And they're like, fuck yeah. Like, I can tell you right now, who's going to fucking win? Versus the owner with a poor studio mindset who is blaming not having enough car spaces for the reason why they're not growing. Yeah, it's been I a think, tough year, so. Yeah. <laughs> and then they fumble. It's like we do see two types of studios emerge at this time of year. Again, like if some of this is hitting home with you and you are stuck in that poor studio mindset, this isn't to call someone out and, and make you feel bad, but this is your sign to do something about that. And to switch that gear and to shift your mindset across to the smart business owner, the rich studio mindset. So don't accept your fate. Don't stress out at Christmas time. Don't limp into 2024 and just like, oh, it is what it is. Just have to hold on. We hate that because you've got obligations. You've Mm. got yourself. You've got your studio. You've got your staff, your members, your family. They all need you. They need you to be better at this time of year. So I know you might be exhausted, but it's going to feel exhausting all the way through if you don't have a strategy and you don't lean into some of these trends, particularly with the finance side of things. Prove to your team, your members and your market that you are the leader and hit February forecasts in January. That's what our guys are aiming for. And they will get. And they will get. So that's the trend one. Actually, one sec. I just want to, we just literally got, this is live. We literally just got a message from an owner I want to share because I think it's so awesome. So Sophie's actually opening up her Slack, which is where we've got an impact channel, hashtag impact. It's an internal channel and everyone's wins get dropped into their. But anytime, anytime we see a win, we just chuck it in because we want to remind each other why we're doing this and what we're doing it for. So this email says, we've got six memberships and four Kickstarters already this week. We've had a huge week, saw more sales receipts coming through this morning. This is the least amount of suspensions we have ever had. So they only have about 12 at the moment. I'm honestly so happy with all the advice and info. This has been a game changer. We ended up with 50 on Summer Survivor. It's unreal. And there's another one that came through from... Oh, yeah, there was another one. The other side of the world. So this one says, thanks, I'm very stoked. I've been really happy with the strategic direction I've gotten from you all. Couldn't have done this without you. So this studio owner just hit $10,000 in upfront kickstart money made in five weeks. Mm. Gun. Mm. Absolute gun. So they're following the strategy. They have rich studio mindset. Rich studio mindset. They are all over their numbers. They don't miss. In fact, those emails were replies to feedback we'd given on their numbers. 
So in terms of, you know, in the academy, that's why we're bringing through new revenue streams for these guys, you know, high profit margin recurring revenue. I think too many fucking time zoners are just worrying too much about like stashing water bottles that they make $5 on or T-shirts that they make $10 on. It's just, it's a pain in the ass. You know, you think you're making a margin, but half of it went missing and your trainers might have some like, you know, light hands or I know they're probably protest after rats got to them. Literally, I was going to, there's some bogged up rats in Glebe. Like they, Jacked. <laughs> they Cruising around the back streets. The bars as well. Um, that's what we do with, you know, weekly numbers with our community. And now we're moving in Jan to daily scorecards, which, you know, with extra accountability and clear direction for these guys. And then later on in calendar Q1 of next year, we're bringing in a new operating system for our academy to reverse engineer that 30% because I think where people get lost is like ideal staff structure, knowing what the ideal staff structure is and what KPIs they should actually be in charge of and like what is reasonable, what's not reasonable and should I still be paying fucking uncapped admin hours? No. Okay. In favor of like the daily and weekly KPIs, checklists, cadences, the whole thing. We're just going to drop in an operating system for our studios that reverse engineers 30% profits. Sexy. Sexy. And like that's after you've paid yourself properly. Yeah. All right, trend two, big thing is wellness and fitness is converging, right? So no longer is it about how many calories you burn on the battle ropes or how many calories you can burn on the ski ergs or whatever it is. Like people are looking more and more for like more than just a healthy body. And this is obviously since Rona, since, you know, all our mindset and wellness and kind of the mental state got pushed to the edge for like a lot of people. Today, people are looking far more than just a healthy body from their workouts now. Like they are demanding more of a holistic view on things and they want to feel more engaged. They want to feel more involved and they want to be actually happy to pay for their membership because of all these other benefits. 68% saw mental health as important from their gym membership. It feels low. It actually feels low, yeah. But the vast majority, like almost two thirds of them want more community building initiatives from their gym. Yeah. Does that resonate with you? Yeah, totally. And I'd add on top of that, I'm sure you could do a quick Google and find the stats on like how difficult it can be to build community within cities and how like the loneliness rates have gone up and all of that kind of stuff. So I think if you can become a place where you're connecting people, they're never going to leave. Mm. So we urged our guys, right? So like the big thing that I want you to grow from that is wellness and fitness is converging. Yeah, it's not just about the calories anymore. We see this come through a lot with our studios when we're working with them on their ads, their avatar-specific copy and stuff. A lot more, the pain points aren't like, do you want to shred 20 kilos? It's actually well-being, it's peace of mind, it's calming the chaos, it's prioritizing that self-care. I want you guys to think about, you know, who can you guys partner with locally to insource some of these services or to create more of a wellness partner program around your studio where you can do this in a really smart way where you're not having to schlep around with your ice baths all day long. Like you might actually be able to partner with someone locally to insource that. I remember when we were like, we noticed that people were flogging themselves in the studio and they're doing five, six hit sessions a week and they were starting to get a little bit banged up and they start getting a little bit like, oh, that hurts. And like mobility became a big thing, right? And so we started to put our own mobility sessions on. But, you know, none of us were really that specialised in it and none of us wanted an extra fucking session on the roster to do in the week after all the classes. The smart thing to do was to go down the road, talk to Eddie the Osteo and, like, get him to come in on a Wednesday morning. Wobbly Wednesday. Wobbly Wednesdays, we might have called it. I think we asked the members to call it something and they called it Wobbly Wednesdays. <laughs> and then Eddie would, like, on a Wednesday morning, off to the side there in that little gym that we weren't supposed to have, but we did. Sorry, HQ. He would run a full mobility circuit and he brought his own little 
rollers in, wooden poles, little balls, the whole thing. All and, of it. Mate, did the fucking team love it? Like, did the members love it or not? Yeah, that little corner was full. <laughs> Every single Wednesday. So how can you add in some breathing exercises to your warm-ups, cool-downs, ice baths after a Saturday workout? Just, just pause it. That is actually huge. Like the what? members used to love if we would just take that five minutes after class to do the, the cool-down. Mm. And then I always got them to do a bit of breathing to set the intention for their day. Mm. It's free. Yeah. It's small. What about your content? If I look at your content feed right now, is it just more of like fucking shots in front of your logos and more people pushing sleds? Or if you audit your content pillars, how much do you talk about wellness? How much do you talk about well-being, the mind, holistic, holistic health tips? When's the last time you held a wellness workshop for your members? Mm. You might even fucking charge for it. Bit of a revenue stream, high profit revenue stream. Do you actually have, you know, a lot of studios say that they've got a great community, but community is kind of also what happens accidentally. If the same people turn up at the same time to somewhere. Like if we all got stuck in a lift for 45 minutes, I think by the end of it, it's probably a community in in that lift, right? We either love or hate each other. Or the Kentucky <laughs> trip you went on, right? Kentucky, eventually that, that is... whole bus turns into a community <laughs> of germs. Just, everyone, I did not go on a Kentucky. 100% you did. <laughs> so like, but do you actually have a proactive community plan? Like community building plan that is alive and well and everyone knows about it. And if I look at your org chart and you show me those, fucking check this out. And you show me your team sheet. You go, see that person? That's the community manager. There's a job title for it. There's a process. There's a playbook. I guarantee you right now there is someone, and you know who it is. You and I both know who it is. It's the same head that turns up to the opening of an envelope. They're the ones that want to be the social committee fucking organizer. And they're just waiting for you to give them the name tag. This reminds me of a lot what we used to talk about in our team meetings. We used to talk about the before and after, physical transformation, all of that kind of stuff. But the real transformation that you guys do in your gyms and that we found was actually what happens to these guys in their lives. Yeah. Like the real transformation was the fact that they got the promotion or they found the partner or had the baby or whatever or it house. was like, that just- they just ended up succeeding in life, which... That's the true impact of what you guys do. And it's an absolute no-brainer to really hone in on and focus on that because particularly like, you know, you've got competition down the road and they might all focus on different things. Actually, not a lot of studios do this very well. No, I'll be real with you. Like when we presented all this in front of our Total Academy last week, looking around the room and I'm just, this is unfiltered, right? Are we still unfiltered? Yes, of course. Some people are going to struggle with this and it's because they still think they're a fucking gym. I want you to lean into this, guys. The studio owners that have a big vision and they've spent the time crafting a vision and a purpose and a mission that exists beyond the logo and beyond the calories, but one that unites the community, takes a stance and actually is good for business because it future-proofs your business. They're the ones that are going to really be able to take advantage of the market that will be there for them at the start of next year, because they're the ones that are going to shine bright in a sea of sameness in every local community that is full of the same type of gym. Amen. So that's the biggest thing. Next year for you is got to be about building more than just a gym, building more than just a gym. If you combine and join the dots on a couple of these trends, the rise of the intentional shopper, right? These are the people that are like are watching their savings. They will buy home brand shit instead of the branded stuff, but they will still pay for what they believe in and what's important for them. The rise of the, actually, I want more from my gym, not in terms of like more stuff, but I want my gym to stand for something. I want my gym to look after me totally, not just the six pack. 
And it's going to be a lot easier for you to attract and to retain those types of people that are looking for that if you've got a strong vision and you believe in more than just the calories or the logo or like how many sets and reps. Like the sets and reps stuff is dead. There you go. I'm fucking calling it. <laughs> it's dead. Yeah. No one cares. Unless you've got an athlete's gym and like you think they really care, but it might actually be because you don't want to look at a blank piece of paper with a heading on top that says, what is my vision? Yeah, that's huge. The third trend. It's been juicy so far. The third trend is going after the 80%. So this is more of a marketing thing and more of a, a marketing and sales strategy for your business. It's going after the larger market, which is the 80%, right? The biggest opportunity that we still see, and I've been talking about, I've been fucking, so how long have been banging on about this for? Years. You've told me to shut up on this so many times, but no one's fucking listening. Legit, guys. We bring this up so often and it still blows everyone's <laughs> we, we, mind. We bring it up every summit and everyone goes, that's a good idea. That's so, so good. I fucking told you seven times. <laughs> okay. The biggest opportunity for your marketing still sits with the 80% who aren't at the gym, who aren't at any gym. You guys are all fighting for the same fucking market and it's getting more expensive to look for them and they're bouncing between all your different studios, okay? So the biggest opportunity still sits with the 80% of the population who are not active, who are not active, rather than scrapping over the same 5 to 20% of the active market. You with me? I'm with you. That's what we love working with. There's a couple of, I'm not even going to say new concepts because every fucking Tuesday there's a new concept that's actually the same fucking thing as everyone else. It's the same black gym, take out a letter from the word to create a new word because the URL was probably taken and now you've got a new concept. When I say different now in this day and age, I'm looking for a different business model. And there's one or two at the moment that I really, I really am excited about because I really do think they're starting to solve the 80% within the concept, within the category, not just because it's a new ad campaign. You with me? Yeah. Or like a new workout. Or a new workout. Or like, oh, we've got a stretching workout now. Yeah. No, 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 no. If you can almost imagine a triangle, I'm actually drawing a triangle in the studio here, in the air. Yeah. It's an air triangle. (laughs) You go, I guess, like three quarters of the way up that triangle and you draw a horizontal line across the top. So you sort of make another little triangle at the top. That top small triangle is 5 to 20%. So if you're writing this down, 5 to 20% up there. Everyone's going for that same market, right? Underneath that line, draw 80%, bang. That's the market you need to look into. These are some implications that I want you to kind of consider. I'm going to invite you to consider these. I'm going to tell you to do them. I'm going to tell you you should do them. I'm going to invite you to consider these, okay? I want you to double down on content that catches the awareness of the symptom aware, but not yet problem or solution aware. So if people are cruising around the internet, they're basically sleepwalking through Facebook, right? Or Instagram or whatever it is. They're not on Instagram looking for you. You probably just pop up and you try and interrupt them through the algorithm. That's kind of interruption or it's like attention-based marketing, okay? So they're cruising through, they're cruising through, you know, this particular market, the 80%, they're not problem aware and they're not yet solution aware. But they are definitely symptom aware, meaning like knees hurt, back hurt. It's <laughs> annoying, isn't it? Maybe you're getting old. you be happy people say that to you. So now it's like, fuck, that's me. That's genuinely, I am aware of those symptoms. Cool. The core problem is this. And then offer solution off the back of it. That's how you get someone from the 80% and you bring them up to the 5 to 20%. That takes some time though. How many of you are actually building an email community or a social broadcast community around holistic wellness for your avatar? Yeah. So to give you a bit of an example of that, we're working with a studio right now who has recognized that although they might take a little bit more work, the real avatar that they want to go after is the newbies that have never touched a dumbbell in their life and they are so scared. Yeah. 
And the reason why is because they generally are the ones who have the best results or transformation and then they're the most grateful for it. So they stick around for mm. it bloody ever. And bloody ever. Did you guys hear that? <laughs> she reckons there's no accent. Bloody ever. No, I'm coming around to the fact that maybe there is. <laughs> anyway, and they're more rewarding to actually service. So this studio has identified that that's their market. But instead of just trying to go out and get them with like a 28-day come in and let's shred. Instead, they're designing and developing a program that's a bit, like Doza said, it's an on-ramp into their studio where every Sunday for four weeks they're going to meet, they're going to go through some foundational movements, they're going to go through some basic nutritional tips and some things that they need to know. They're going to build a community and then they're going to release them into the wild, into the studio, knowing that they've actually been built up to a level that they're going to feel a lot more confident about themselves and turn into those members who pay full price and are around for 12 months or more. I bet my fucking Bronco on the fact that, Huge. like, at the next end of whatever challenge party, that these people that came through on those Sundays, right, they're going to be doing fucking shots together. Yeah. No like, They're going to be besties. Yeah. 100%. No doubt. 100%. So instead of going, well, this guy's even had to pick up a dumbbell. Yeah. So, well. I hear that all the time. What do you think you could do about that, mate? Because isn't that why you got into business in the first place? Help these people out? And the last thing there is around, like, being convenient, accessible, these guys want transparency from you, all right? The rise of lo-fi, which is like lo-fidelity content, not even my rules. It's bloody Instagram. They release new algorithm and new updates. And it's also on TikTok as well. That If you look at the way that TikTok and a lot of content trends start over on TikTok and they make their way over to Meta, don't at me for that, but that's just how things work at the moment. You look at some of those new trends over there and you don't even realize it's a fucking ad. Because it's lo-fi, as in it's not a fancy photo shoot. It's just mobile phone, like it's done on the phone, and it's turned into like an ad. And that's all of our data shows that that is the highest performing campaigns because it looks native to the channel. It doesn't look like an ad. People don't want to be sold to, but they love buying. Yeah, and the consumer has like become a lot more intelligent over the years. They can tell when it's an ad and they don't love it. So I would urge you to kind of cap this one out. Is like, what are your plans in 2024? to produce useful free content at scale in a sustainable way to attract the larger market, the gold mine, the 80% in a way that helps them. And when they're in your world and you warm them up, when they get to the point where they're symptom aware, they're now problem aware. And now they're like, I wonder what I can do about this. And they're like shortlisting solutions. Like who do you think is going to be on their fucking shortlist? Or who do you think they're going to purchase from? Someone who's just walked out and offered a discount or someone that's been helping them along the way for however long it takes. Yeah, it's always going to be the latter. So in the academy, what we announced for next year is to help people with this because we get that it takes a fair bit of time and shit. Okay, does I get it, but where the fuck do I start? We've launched an AI-powered lab in Geronimo, Geronimo Labs, which is all AI-powered to help our studio owners generate powerful content for the 80% at the push of a button. And we saw some of that on the third day of the summit. And did they or did they not flip the fuck out? Loved it. They were ready to run. Still talking about it. Brick wall, I reckon. Still talking about it. They are. That was one of their favorites. Well, I was so proud of them too. I only gave them two days notice to find GPT-4 and pay for the upgrade. And they got there on that third day. And I was like, it's blinking at you. I know it is. Just type in, hey, chat GPT-4. And they did. And they started talking back. And then we prompted it with this stuff. And they were like, oh, my God. It was happening in front of them. Like, we created a lead magnet from scratch with three prompts better than they could have. And it would have taken them three weeks, which means they wouldn't have actually done it. 
So that's exciting. Our CRM, Wingman CRM, is the Geronimo CRM. We've inbuilt, like we've put into this platform that we have like templated examples of the emails and the content. And there's even a social media scheduler now in our CRM that's going to help these guys attract the 80%. And then, yeah, we've got some new marketing campaigns that are specifically designed from the ground up to attract and nurture the middle of the funnel, that 80%. So it's not an offer campaign, but they are middle of funnel campaigns that will attract the future of your business. And we know it works, so we've tested them. These types of campaigns will open the doors to people to know, like, and trust you, and they convert like fucking crazy. Nailed it. And guys, we are going to be doing an episode on email copywriting and showing you a few ropes. So We are. We, you, we bloody are today, yeah. Okay. So that's the third trend. The fourth trend, okay, trend four and five, they've heard enough from me. I'm going to get you to smash these out. So trend four, guys, is that the owners who lean in grow three times faster. So this is real data from within the academy. We pulled all of the data together on studios who grew versus didn't, the variance in their revenue, and the data doesn't lie. The difference between studios who are still struggling and those who are growing three times faster is a series of consistent habits. So showing up to our academy calls, tracking the numbers, and following the plan. Just implementing. Just implementing. And do you think, like, the ones that don't, or the ones that might not be part of a program, or the ones that just, yeah, the ones that aren't doing that, what's the thing that starts with T that they keep saying is the reason why they can't? Time. And the people that do turn up and do their numbers and implement like a mofo, do they have the same 24 hours in the day as the ones that don't have the time, yes or no? Yes. Okay. So what is the difference? Just from what we've seen, like the biggest difference is going to come down to their mindset, which turns into their habits. So going back to what we said before around rich studio versus poor studio mindset, the ones who are turning up, they're ambitious, they're asking questions, they're failing, and then they're getting back up and they're doing more. Those are the ones that are winning and they are the rich studios. Mm. They've got the right mindset. The ones who aren't, they're avoiding it or they're using excuses that cover up the fact that maybe they don't believe in themselves or that Mm. they don't deserve the life. That's on the other side of what they're actually avoiding. So this one was huge for the owners. I think this one was one that was imprinted on their brain. They can't forget it now. And it's the same thing for your members in your studio, I'm sure. The ones who show up and do the work and they track consistently are the ones who get the best results. Yeah, We can't make that up. I would invite you to kind of consider like where do you need to show up more? for your team, your business, your members, yourself. Are you tracking your numbers weekly, which goes back to trend one? See, these all tie in together. And when you say you're going to do something, do you follow through or do you get distracted, shiny object syndrome? And so what that also proves, guys, is it's got nothing to do with the fucking market. Like we're talking about two neighbouring studios. One's growing three times faster than the next. Same market, same economy, right? It ultimately comes down to the operator. We talk about in our community that scene from Top Gun. You guys have heard me say this, right? You've heard me say this from the scene from Top Gun where Tom Cruise stands up in front of all these students, the rookies, and like Maverick over here, Tom Cruise is like dusty old guy who's standing up there trying to convince these guys that we're going to get in these planes and like complete this mission that requires the plane to do things that, you know, these guys don't think the plane can do. In protest, the rookies say, but there's no way this plane can do that because they've got old technology, they've got faster planes and big guns and all this kind of stuff. And he stands up and just goes, when are you guys going to fucking realize it's not the plane, it's the pilot? So that proves that it comes down to the pilot. And the pilot who actually just does some basic consistent habits are growing three times faster. And you might three times, I'm embarrassed by three, by the way. I'm embarrassed by three. It should be five. I'm going to push that to fucking seven and tens next year. 
I just need some pilots. I want some more pilots that actually want to become Maverick and want to become a Top Gun. So if you know any team, let me know. <laughs> Great. Let's bring it home. Okay, the fifth trend, guys, is record marketing results for Q4. When we went back and looked at our data for Q4 2022 versus 2023, what we found was that I'm just going to say, we made massive changes that you probably already heard about if you listened to our other episodes. Last year, you probably felt it and certainly we saw something we could not ignore anymore and it was the fact that generic marketing and generic avatar got really poor results because the market had evolved. So we made that significant move from done-for-you marketing to done-with-you. It's been about a year now. And we were really nervous about this. We think we talked about this in that podcast episode about what the gurus aren't telling you about your ads. Yeah. I remember walking in. I'm going to be totally transparent and vulnerable here. I remember fucking walking into the office and you guys looked so worried and then it opened the door. I was like, what's wrong? And you showed me what we call the Hawkeye, uh, yep. which is our big dashboard of everyone's CPLs. And we've got conditional formatting on this thing, right? When it goes within certain KPIs, it should be green if we're happy with it, orange if we're concerned about it, and red if it's just completely blown out. This thing was a fucking bloodbath and it had been for weeks. And it wasn't because everyone wasn't trying. Like, we just had noticed a big shift, and it was when the iOS got updated, it was when Facebook updated their algorithms, and at the same time that a big network that we were working with, all their Facebook pages started to become unpublished all at once. So, it was like a complete clusterfuck of all clusterfucks, right? And it took a heart attack for me to realize that I don't want to be part of the problem anymore. Like, there's a better way to do this, and it's better for them, not better for us, but it's better for them, and then eventually we'll shift our model in line with this. And then so one year on, we are proud to announce, this time of last year, the average CPL is down by almost 50%, right? And the average lead flow has increased by 35% because the done with you strategy is working. The studios are doing such a fucking great job and the ones that are the most involved in their campaign creation and their creative and their words are getting unbelievable results. So that's the biggest trend that we can see as well. So just to recap this, the first trend is the financial literate are the other ones that are going to thrive next year. So definitely lean into it. You can't just fake it anymore. The second thing is around being more than just a gym. Wellness and fitness are converging, right? So that's going to favor the studios. They've got a strong vision and a strong purpose for being. Then the third one is like actually going after the 80%, which is the larger market. It's where there's more juice and there's more future in the business, particularly if your marketing has been struggling lately. Then we talked about the studios that are going three times faster, and that's because the pilots, right, these pilots are doing the basic consistent habits in business that really make a big difference, such as doing your numbers, turning up, and implementing the plan. And then the last thing is done with you marketing. It is 100% the future. Building a big successful business in 2024 will require you to go all in. And part of it is like you're not going to be able to do any of those without leveling up your mindset. So we're going to be talking a bit more in the community about mindset. All our owners wanted a lot more mindset stuff from us. Yeah. Mindset, leadership, team, finance as well, actually. So that's why I love our guys. I'm so proud of them because they're like, you know what? I know what I know and I don't know what I don't know. And I don't know a lot of this stuff. So, But they're up for it. They're up for it. So we love to see all that. Anyway, that was a chunky one. Huge. Yeah. I hope you've written all that down. And if you pulled over to write that down, you can get back on the road now and just kind of like review all that. But yeah, over the next couple of episodes, we're going to kind of unpack a couple of these things a little bit more, but you can expect to hear a lot more from us on this. Now, if anyone else that you know needed to probably hear this or you wanted to share this on to someone else within your network, send this over because this is hard stats. This is hard data and it might disprove. 
you might dispel some of those myths. Again, if you're sitting there going, oh, God, the market's tough. It's not. We just showed you. It's not. It's not what's holding you back. I would invite you to consider, like, what aren't you doing that we've talked about that you can kind of lean into? And if you need any help with any of that, as always, shoot us a message. You'll find me at hey.dozer on Instagram or the Geronimo Academy on Instagram, and we're there. And we'll attach some of these slides on the show notes as well. <laughs> Every time I do that, everyone gets worried because, like... <laughs> Dozer promises things, and then he just, like... Uh, someone will figure it out. I love you guys. I want to give you guys as much stuff as I can. All right. With that, we're out of here. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If something resonated with you, then do one of two things. Either leave a review or send this episode to a mate who's in the industry who might need to hear this. But if you want more right now because your head might be spinning and you're like, all right, those, that what the hell do I do right now? Then in the show notes, you'll find a link to where you can book in for a free 15-minute checkup on your studio where we get to have a look at how you're going right now and where some of the kind of quick win opportunities are to get you moving faster. I can't wait to be back in your ears next week. And if you're listening to this right now, I want you to know that I love you, I appreciate you, I'm grateful for you, and I'm in your corner. You are on the right track, and I believe in you. So keep going, and I'll see you next week.